Good afternoon, Felton. Thanks so much for having me on for an update today. Oh, it's always great. And I just, before we even start, I just want to say thanks for always getting back to me whenever I text you or call you and we need information right away. You always get it to us as fast as you can. So to all the folks there at the Public Information Office and OES and all of them, just great work by our county. Yeah, well, thank you very much. I will pass that along to our very strong Emergency Operations Center team. Um, Really, it's a true group effort. And on that note, too, we couldn't do it without our media partners as well. I know KVMR has had their own obstacles to overcome during this event to be able to keep getting information out to people. So likewise, uh, to your KVMR team and then to all the folks listening, too, um, you know, we're, we're all in this together. This is a once in a lifetime historic storm that we're experiencing right now with um, very widespread power outages. So uh, we are so grateful for everyone leaning in, helping out their neighbors, checking in on those that that might be alone or in really remote areas, um, and really just trying to take care of each other during during this event. So let's get to uh, the questions people want answered. The number one question, I can probably psychically ask it to you, but you know it power when is when is my power coming back on yeah it's a great question i was just looking at pg and e's outage maps um there are some areas that do have restoration times anywhere from january 1st to the third um but many many others are are still to be announced or to be determined restoration times you know our eoc leadership team we've been meeting with pg and e several times a day to focus on resources our resources on clearing down power lines and trees and roadways. Um, we made a significant progress on that the last couple of days, especially with you know a break in the weather today and yesterday. Um, a few days back into the a few days into the storm, we created these task force teams that had our roads crews, they had Cal Fire personnel, and then also PG&E personnel embedded. Um, we made great progress, particularly in the Alta Sierra area, um, removing those down trees that were in power lines that beforehand, when our roads crews came across them or um, fire personnel who are assisting with those down trees, they weren't able to do anything with them because they had those power lines in them. So we got a lot done yesterday. We're getting more done today. And today, actually, we added um, AT&T personnel to those task force teams because we started to come across as we got deeper into reopening these communities that it wasn't just power lines in these down trees, but we were finding some telecommunication uh, lines in these trees as well. So we're making good progress with our partners. There's still more work to be done. Um, you know, we did some work too just to lobby for more PG&E resources coming into our community as well. So. Um, you know, a couple days ago, county staff was speaking with Senator Dolly and Assemblywoman Dolly. Um, Supervisor Sue Hooks spoke with Congressman LaMalfa, um, and we worked through our state lobbyists, too, to coordinate with PG&E's leadership um, to get more of those PG&E resources into our area to try to get the power on as quickly as possible. So that was a very long-winded answer of saying we're trying to work with pg as closely as possible to get as much resources in the area, um, but there's not a clean and clear answer for exactly when all the power will be restored in Nevada County. When is the next update that pg e will give you as far as what's the latest with our power situation? 
Yeah, you know, they have an online resource at pg&e.com slash outages where you can go on, you can um, type in Nevada and look up the current outage status for our county. Um, typically, every time I've been in there and looking at the outage status, they've updated it online about a half an hour before. Um, but again, we receive updates at least twice a day. Our e- high-level EOC leadership team is on calls with pg e throughout the day. So we're constantly getting that information, but um, the best information we have is what's also posted on their website at pg&e.com slash outages. What's the latest you have as far as the number of customers without power in Nevada County right now? In Nevada County right now, we're still looking at, um, you know, just around 16,000 PG&E, Nevada County PG&E customers without power. So and that was since this quite, morning, so yeah. Quite a lot, yeah. Right, right. Quite a lot of residents without power. Okay. Um, let's talk about roads. How are, how are our roads crews doing uh, getting all the roads open? Yeah, they're, they're making good progress as well. You know, again, this has been a historic storm, so we really are grateful to people for for helping out their neighbors, um, also being patient with us and our road crews and being kind to our road crews as well. Um, again, yesterday we made great progress. Um, as of last night, nearly all county roads were open and passable, um, getting those tree out of, trees out of roadways. Um, and that included all roads in Alta Sierra were open to emergency traffic and tall vehicles, so think propane uh, delivery trucks. Uh, with the exception of Ball, Francis, Reagan, which require um, some of those telecommunication phone companies um, who are getting in there today to get some of their telecommunication lines out of trees. Uh, the Lower Colfax, Laws Ranch Cross, Burma, and Rattlesnake were opened as well. Um, so again, nearly all those county roads were open there. There is still work to be done. Um, and again, we're super grateful for people's patience with us as we work through this historic storm our road crews have been working um 24 7 and 12 to 14 hour shifts um and really giving all they have and you know with some of the local emergency proclamation that we've had in place since monday and then last night we received um, a state of emergency proclamation from the governor's office Um, we've been able to pull down resources to help expedite this as well so you know, as early as Monday through that proclamation, we got a generator from Sacramento County um, to help power up our Madeline Helling Library um, shelter that was lifted the first few days. It's now over at Bear River High School. And then with these task force teams going out and clearing up the roadways, we also got a Glen County grader. Um, that was a really great resource for us. It was actually on the smaller side, which was perfect for Nevada County. It um, allowed the grader to really be able to nimbly operate some of the most challenging areas on our roadways compared to um, maybe jurisdictions that are bigger and have larger graders, they probably wouldn't have worked as well on our roads. So we are pulling in those resources to try to get everything as cleaned up and safe as possible as quickly as possible. What's the latest you've heard from waste management as far as pickups? Um, Are they on schedule? Are they a day behind, two days behind, a week behind? What do you know? Yeah, that's a great question, too. You know, um, they are, let's see here, I'm pulling up my information as we talk. Um, It's like today was my today was my garbage day, but I didn't put out my cans because I figured, well, they got to be at least one day behind, if not a week behind by now. 
The last I heard, and I encourage people to log into their waste management account to really get the best information, um, but the last I heard was um, people's next pickup day, um, they would be planning to be out and about. So, for example, mine is Monday, so I am planning on putting my trash out on Monday. Um, but they're also leaning in and providing other services as well, you know, with how widespread these power outages have been in our community um, we realized that there might be a lot of food waste. So just today, Waste Management announced that they are putting um, uh, big trash bins at four different locations throughout Nevada County for people to dispose of their perishable items. And those four locations will be the Eric Rood Administration Center, the Nevada County Operations Center off Labar Meadows, Condon Park off Butler Street in Grass Valley and Devere Matino Park off Alta Street in Grass Valley. So those will all be resources for people to help get rid of those perishable items um, that maybe were were lost during these widespread power outages in Nevada County. What do you know as far as mail delivery services, FedExes, and all of that? Yeah, um, you know, the storm has been quite crazy and, and impacting all the services in Nevada County. Um, you know, I haven't heard much uh, information or updates on mail delivery services here. Um, we are heading into a holiday weekend, so I think some of those services, like the post office, are likely heading into holidays that were predetermined. Um, but I know our, our mail delivery services, they work hard to get out to you if they are able. It's just a matter of making sure that um, they are able to get out and access you guys safely um, on those roadways, which we've made some great progress on. So hopefully they're they're getting up and running and, and being able to deliver uh, those packages back to folks. I did hear that uh, one of the post offices said, in any case, you could try and come by the post office and ask for your mail too, because they probably got it there. So if, you can't, if they can't get to you, maybe you can get to them. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great tip. As far as the internet and internet services so far, how are things going in our county? Yeah, um, you know, telecoms, telecommunications were hit hard. You know, we talked earlier about finding telecommunication lines um, in trees or across roadways. Um, our emergency operations center team focused in on this last night. Um, late last night, they worked with Verizon and they were able to restore five down cell towers in Nevada County. Um, and we're working closely with AT&T as well, embedding them into these task force teams that are going out onto roadways, but also just making sure we're getting that service back up and running. So something that we're working on is improving um, as we're making those connections and bringing those um, telecommunications agencies into our community to, to check out their lines and their equipment. And we're um, grateful that, that they're responding quickly. Um, you know, it's great to hear things like that. Um, over one evening, Verizon's able to work with us to restore five down cell towers in Nevada County. If folks need to get propane for uh, because they have no power and stuff, we've been telling them that you basically you go to where you used to get your propane, you go to gas stations or wherever you it is. Do you have any other information about uh, where people can get propane or gasoline for that matter, aside from the usual places? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I think um, reach out to the, the propane companies that you're used to getting your propane from. Um, you know, like we talked about earlier, um, opening up some of those roadways to emergency traffic and tall vehicles like propane tanks. So hopefully people that were getting close 
um, those propane companies are now able to get to them and fill them up. Um, and then as far as gas stations or different resources open um, around the area, I would encourage folks to call 1-833-DIAL-211 um, to connect with our 24-7 call center that 211 is operating for us. Um, they are keeping track of some of those resources. We um, shared a form that people, that business owners could fill out online a few days into the emergency. So we're trying to track that information from the community, but we also have people in our emergency response team that have been checking in with those different gas stations or resources within our community to try to feed that information to 211 as well. Um, so again, that number is 1-833-DIAL-211. And they're an excellent resource, not even for finding out, you know, which gas station might be open at this time, but also um, we are tracking unmet needs through them. And I think, you know, we are just talking about propane and the possibility of people running out. Again, I want to encourage people to, if you're able, please check in with your neighbors who might have um, unmet needs and help report those to 2-1-at-1 as well. Um, we are creating a list that we are triaging um, between our social services staff, staff, law enforcement, and Freed Center for Independent Living, and even more, and really matching our resources with those needs to follow up with a response. So again, that number is 1-833-DIAL-211. And now I guess one of the more burning questions for other people is, um, I need a shelter tonight. I need some place to be warm. I need some place to charge my stuff. So let's go through all of the shelters that are going to be open, when they're going to be open, and what they provide. Absolutely, yes. So we have we continue to have two shelter locations that will be open through Saturday evening, um, through the night, so people can stay there. And really our plan is to keep those shelters open as long as there is a need to keep those shelters open. Um, so those two locations are at the Bear River High School multi-purpose room. Bear River High School is located off of Magnolia Road in Grass Valley. And this is a Red Cross supported shelter. Um, as a reminder, we do allow service animals, but no pets are allowed at this shelter. But it does provide, provide heat, power and charging stations, warm food and showers for folks. Um, if they'd like to, if they need a place to stay overnight and warm up and a warm uh, meal to eat. Um, our second shelter is at the Nevada City Veterans Hall off North Pine Street in Nevada City, and this shelter is supported by Sierra Roots. Um, similarly, it provides heat, power and charging, food, beds and blankets as well. And then additionally, our Nevada County Transit Services, now known as Nevada County Connects, is doing transportation out to the Bear River Shelter from the Madeline Helling Library, where we currently have a warming daytime center um, and to areas in Grass Valley too. So we have the Tinloy Transit Center in Grass Valley and those services are operating until 6 p.m. And as of yesterday, we um, not only opened up routes one, three, and four that serve the greater Nevada City Grass Valley area, but also route six that serves um, out to the Pin Valley area up through Rough and Ready Highway. Okay, let's, um, so, and also Church of the Mountains on uh, 10079 Church Street in Truckee is also a warming and charging center, is it not? That is a shelter. It's not county-operated, um, but that is the, the shelter available up in Truckee for folks that, that are seeking shelter and, yeah, need a place to warm up. 
So we've got so many people. I mean, normally we'd have these shelters open anyway because for to help the homeless or our people less advantaged. And now people that were advantaged before are less advantaged. We've got thousands of them. Um, do you know the situation with hotels and B&Bs in our county right now? Are, are they all maxed out? Or is there still room? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, hotels have have been uh, very full since almost day one of this storm event. Um, but I think what we are seeing is our our shelter operated by Sierra Roots at the Nevada City Veterans Hall is staying quite full. And um, it does seem to be a lot of the clients that um, are experiencing homelessness. Um, our Bear River High School uh, shelter is is getting a little less people at it, um, but what is getting a lot of people um, that we're serving each day is our daytime warming center at the Madeline Helling Library. So a lot of people are coming in during the day to warm up. Um, we are hearing a lot of reports of, of people um, preferring to, to stay at home even without power. They want to be with their animals and um, as long as they have that resource to come in during the daytime and warm up um, and get that charging uh, power to charge up their devices or whatever they need, um, that is working out so far. But again, we do have people at both of our shelters, um, and we'll continue to keep those resources open at least through Saturday night, if not longer, if the need is there. What were the hours for the Madeline Helling Library uh, Warming Center? Yeah, the, the hours for both Madeline Helling Warming Center and our transit services system is until 6 p.m. tonight. But I'd like to remind people, too, if you have an unmet need or something comes up um, that you need after 6 p.m., like transportation assistance, um, please do uh, reach out to us at 1-833-DIAL-211 uh, to let us know about that unmet need so we can triage it among our resources and, and help support that. What are the hours for the Bear River High School as well as the Vets Hall? Bear River High School and Vets Hall as shelters are, are currently, well, Bear River High School is 24-7. The Nevada City Vets Hall is operated by Sierra Roots and um, may just be an overnight shelter with, with daytimes them helping clean up and restaff for, for the next evening. So do you know what time tonight the Vets Hall would open up? Uh, the vet hall opens up at 7:30 each, e or excuse me, 4:30 each evening. Um, that they are open, and then they close at 7:30 in the morning. That is correct. Now, is there any chance that I mean, 7:30 in the morning is sometimes the coldest time of the day. <laughs> Unfortunately, is there is there opportunities maybe to leave these places open a little longer? I know they have to clean and, and change staff and all of that, but I'm just saying, you know, 7:30 in the morning is pretty cold time to have to walk back out in the cold. Yeah, absolutely. You bring up a really good point, Felton. And, you know, our staff is um, working to supplement the, Sierra, the hours that Sierra Roots can provide um, and make sure that we're supporting their volunteer staff as well. So if there is, a again, a need, uh, we are triaging that within our resources and um, making sure that it is staffed up so we're not um, leaving people in a dangerous situation. Yeah, we've got so many people in need. Uh, what else do you need people to know about right now at uh, 2.20 on this Friday afternoon, New Year's Eve? Yeah, um, you know, I think we do have some upcoming rains on Monday. Um, you know, after going through this storm, I think it's a fair time just to talk about preparedness, even though we've been 
through so much this last week. Um, it's never too early to think ahead. Um, so with these upcoming rains, we did uh, stock up our sand and sandbag locations um, because, you know, with the current snow that we have and rains, it could end up in quite a lot of um, water um, and runoff for our area. And so we have four locations. Um, those are, hold on, let me pull it up real quick. Um, those are on our website at readynevadacounty.org. Um, we have a location at the Pin Valley Fire Protection District off Spenceville Road, at the North San Juan Community Hall off Reservoir Road, at Higgins Fire Department off Comby and Auburn, and then, of course, on, at our Nevada County Warehouse on the corner of Highway 49 and East Broad Street in Nevada City. Um, we'd like to remind people, too, the, the sand and the sandbags are free, but please do bring your own shovel and expect to shovel your own sand. And please, please, please be respectful um, to these sites that are graciously, um, you know, donating their space so people have access to these free services. And other than that, again, I just want to thank everyone for, for their patience um, during this storm and, and truly um, commending the community for how we've come together and supported each other through these times, too. And we really hope that folks can continue to do so, especially for those without power. Um, we're asking folks to um, kind of use those find your five principles that people are familiar with prepared for preparedness during fire season during this event right now, too. So who are those five people that you normally check on? Or maybe it's a new five, pe five people in the community that you think might be um, out of power or maybe in a remote location and alone and might need that assistance or just reaching out. Um, please do check in with them. If you have the ability to support them or assist them um, during this time, please do so. And then, of course, um, if they have EdMet needs, please help report that to our 24-7 call center with 211 Connecting Point at 1-833-DIAL-211. And I have my last question now is, um, so we've, we've talked about all the things that we're doing to help people. Uh, is there any any work putting being put together to deal with all the animals? Like in, during fires and stuff, we open up the fairgrounds to take in people's animals because you can't take, you know, your herd of pigs or goats to the vet's hall or whatever. Or to Bear River. You can't take your horses to Bear River High School. Are there any plans uh, down the road looking at all these animals that are out in the cold and being left alone right now? Yeah, well, that would be another great, if there is an unmet need, um, that would be another thing to report to 211 that we would track um, and then, you know, meet the needs with current resources. But uh, the Sheriff's Office Animal Control Services is up and running. So um, if there is a concern about certain animals um, or um, assistance needed, they are available to help folks out. All right. We've been talking with Taylor Wolf, a Nevada County Public Information Officer. I'll let you get back to all the other stuff that's on your desk to get taken care of, Taylor. All right. Thanks so much, Felton, for having me on, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and stay safe. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All righty. That's Taylor Wolf uh, here on KVMR, FM Nevada City.